Oh, baby. We are well, not officially kicked off yet, but we're getting awfully, awfully close. Folks are milling around through the fajita lines here, the annual OU football coaches luncheon. We are here. We are handing out our ref T-shirts. We've got uh, got it set up to where folks can easily download our app. Many of you out there obviously already have the KREF Sports app, but uh, it's getting going. It's getting going. The uh, schedule looks like this, by the way. Toby Rowland and Thad Turnipseed in really just a half hour. They're going to welcome everybody and get things going. You'll have the invocation shortly after that. And then we'll hear from the Citizens Advisory Board, as we as we always would. And then you get Coach Venables, questions with Coach. We'll hear from several of the other coaches as well. You'll hear from Ted Roof. You'll hear from Jeff Levy today. So it's going to be fun, and it gets underway here in a half hour. But if you're popping into the annual OU football coaches luncheon, swing by. We are literally, as you walk in, right to the left. We're You can't miss us. We're right by the buffet line. So come on by and say hello to all of us. we got T-shirts for you here. Tyler McComas is uh, manning all of that with a – with a, a bright smile, he is handing out T-shirts for all of you fine folks today. So it's going to be fun at the annual OU Football Coaches Luncheon. We welcome now my good buddy, co-host of Locked On Sooners, Mr. John Williams. Also, of he's the managing editor of Sooners Wire, powered by USA Today Sports. John, what's up, man? Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Uh, how are things over at the Coaches Luncheon? It's going great. It's going great. Probably this next break, John, after you and I kick it around here for 15, 20 or so, it will be fajita central for me once we hit this next break. I'll be hopping through the buffet line, but it's good, man. We're about to hear from Coach Venables, and we'll get to hear from the defensive and offensive coordinators from Oklahoma. So this is kind of what I have tabbed, John, this morning as, hey, we had Big 12 media days, but for a lot of fans, this annual OU football coaches luncheon. I mean, this is kind of the kickoff event of, hey, fall camp is here, John. Yeah, the state of Oklahoma football is about to be unveiled, not just with uh, Brent Venables. I mean, we've heard from Brent Venables for now eight months, and I think every time we hear him, we just get a little bit more excited, and there's more anticipation for actually the start of the 2022 season, and man, I'm, I'm pumped for fall camp. I'm excited to see how some of these position battles Go, especially like offensive line, defensive backfield. And then, man, September 3rd can't get here fast enough. The way that the Palace was rocking during the spring game, I expect that to jump to 100-fold when we get to September. So with everything in mind that, okay, hey, this is the jumping-off point for Oklahoma at this coach's luncheon, like just to backtrack how I opened the show today, John, it's little off-season checklist, right? So we've got the start of spring practice. Then you've got the spring game. Okay, then you get Big 12 media days, and then you kind of have this right here today, the OU football coaches luncheon, and boom, it's off into fall camp, and away we go. And now it's the 2022 football season. With that in mind, we've been checking off these boxes along the way. The one right before this, again, is Big 12 media days. What struck you? from Big 12 Media Days is 
one or two things. It, it can be from Coach Vittables. It can be from some of the players that were in attendance. What stuck with you coming out of Big 12 Media Days? I think the thing that really stood out the most was Marvin Mims was gone if Lincoln Riley had stayed. And while, I mean, that whole coaching transition was really surprising and at times unfortunate, I think the net positive is we got Brett Venables. We get a defensive-minded head coach who's going to reestablish a defensive mindset for Oklahoma. And then the other positive aspect of that is you get to keep Marvin Mims, a guy who averaged 22 yards per reception last season and led the Sooners in receiving yards each of the last two years. And I think most people will probably look at his game logs and you're thinking this is a guy that was underutilized, especially in the last you know, few games of the season where he had just eight targets against Baylor, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. So uh, that was the thing that kind of stood out to me the most, I mean, just how open he was. Uh, I think he was talking with Chad Hummer of, or Chris Hummer of 247 Sports on that and just how open he was um, with the idea that he was, he was gone. And had it not been for the coaching change, he wouldn't have stayed. And I think the other thing that just stands out is just how much Oklahoma and Texas, to an extent as well, just drive the talking points. I mean, Everybody was asked about Oklahoma and Texas and whether or not they were leaving. And Mike Gundy had his, his hot sports opinions on the matter and whether or not Oklahoma should have been involved in any closed-door meetings in the Big 12. And, I mean, that's a debate we, we discussed on Locked On Sooners and uh, with the Locked On Big 12 roundtable as well. But um, I think it's just we're at a point where Oklahoma and Texas and new Big 12 commissioner Brett Yormark have to come to an agreement on an early exit for Oklahoma and Texas for the SEC. Otherwise, it's the, the constant discussion is going to be about Oklahoma and Texas, when they're going to leave, what they mean for the Big 12 now, what it's going to mean when they leave. Like They want to move on as much as anybody else, as much as Oklahoma and Texas want to. They want to move, the Big 12 wants to move on and begin to reestablish their identity and reestablish their brand without Oklahoma and Texas. And you can't do that until Oklahoma and Texas leave. And for better or for worse, for the Big 12, that's just what it's going to have to come down to. And they're going to have to figure out a way over the next you know, six months. I'm still the firm believer that it's going to be 2023 that Oklahoma and Texas make the move to the SEC, uh, even though they can't until the media rights agreement ends in 2024 or after 2024. But for the betterment of the Big 12 and everybody that's involved, it's time to, to get to the negotiating table and figure out an exit agreement. I think that's a great point. I do. At, you know, at what cost, right? How much money are these Big 12 schools willing to negotiate down and give up to get Oklahoma and Texas out into the SEC a little bit quicker to expedite that process? Because I'm with you when even SEC media days, I mean, it's just such a big narrative in the world of college football. We know with USC and UCLA because the grant of rights is up in the Pac-12. Okay, we know that in August of 2024, USC and UCLA, they're going from the Pac-12, they'll be in the Big Ten. We don't know with Oklahoma and Texas when that date is, so it is very, very distracting from that standpoint. It's always a talking point at SEC media days. All the different coaches, think about all the coaches we heard from, John, that were asked, hey, what do you think about OU and Texas coming to this league? What does it mean for OU and Texas? Sam Pittman, all the time he spent saying, you know, we'd love 
to play Oklahoma and Texas on a regular basis. We'd like for those to be our permanent opponents. Or Mike Leach sounding off, or Lane Kiffin sounding off, on and on and on. It's a topic over there. Of course it's a topic for Big 12 Media Days. I'm with you. How do you build your brand as the Big 12 Conference as long as Oklahoma and Texas are around? Are they willing to trim the fat, so to speak, and not have Oklahoma and Texas pay that massive, massive exit fee? Can it come down just a little bit? Because, look, the negotiation table, that to me, that's what it's going to take, right, for Oklahoma and Texas to say, yeah, we will pay it right now and leave earlier. I can see the positives, though, for the Big 12 Conference. You're trying to build this thing, and everybody's going to continue to ask about OU and Texas. Right. How do you get excited about Cincinnati, BYU, Houston, and UCF joining your conference when next year at Big 12 Media Days, the discussion is going to be what? Oklahoma and Texas. Unless they have negotiated this exit fee between now and then. Otherwise, the talk is going to continue to be about the schools that are leaving as opposed to schools that are coming. And so those are kind of the two big things that stood out to me. And and I think, you know, Oklahoma coming in at number two in the, the media voting, a little bit surprising, but not necessarily that surprising. I mean, there, there's a lot of, you know, unknowns about this Oklahoma team, not necessarily from a talent standpoint. It's kind of more this, will the guys that we believe are going to be good players, are they going to take that next step? Because they've been sitting behind some great guys that went off to the NFL. I mean, can't discount the, the losses that they uh, accrued to the NFL, to the transfer portal, but I'm excited about what they have coming up on the depth chart, the guys, especially on the edge. We've talked about this on our show, Josh, that you know, I'm really excited for what Marcus Stripling, Ethan Downs, Reggie Grimes are going to bring to the table off the edge. And that defensive line, I think, is going to be a lot better than what people are anticipating right now. And I think even the, the defensive backfield as well. There's, there might be no you know, Pat Fields, no Duran, Turner Yale, but this is going to be a group that's going to be really, really good. Um, I remember when I spoke with Delarian Turner Yell uh, back in the spring before the draft, he, he pointed at a guy like Justin Broyles, I and mean, he thinks he's going to be the guy that really breaks out for this Oklahoma Sooners defense in uh, 2022. My co-host of Locked On Sooners in the house with us, which, by the way, friendly plug for us. Check us out on YouTube. Just search Locked On Sooners. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to Locked On Sooners right there. Also, John Williams, of course, managing editor of Sooners Wire. I don't know how much you caught of last hour of the show, John. I know that you're on daddy duty, which keeps you busy, so I don't know if you've had the uh, radio dialed in. But I've been referencing a lot this morning your piece, which I think is a fascinating piece. What has to go right for the Oklahoma Sooners to contend in 2022, according to ESPN? And this is, for folks just joining us, to contend as a national championship contender. So they listed four ifs for OU if group of five to power five transfers can thrive on defense if at least one young stud can emerge in the secondary if Dylan Gabriel and Jeff Levy that marriage is still dynamite and then finally if a revamped receiving core is as good as it looks what do you think of those four ifs that ESPN's Bill Connolly has identified for Oklahoma. And of those four, is there one that you look at and say, okay, yeah, I I can see what he's saying. That's the most important if for Oklahoma in terms of being a national championship contender in 2022. I think it is the transfer portal additions. You know, you're banking on a lot of these guys stepping up in competition and, you know, being able to take the experience that they have, whether it's Jeffrey Johnson at Tulane or, 
CJ Colden at Wyoming. You know, we can talk about the offensive side of the football and Dylan Gabriel at UCF. You're you're hoping their experience is going to account for the the step up in competition for these guys. And I and I think it's going to work out really really well. A guy like TD Roof, you know, had a ton of experience playing at Appalachian State. I think these guys bringing their experience, their their leadership from the teams that they played on before, the maturity are going to be able to step in and, and play significant roles for the Oklahoma Sooners on, on defense especially. I think a guy like Jeffrey Johnson, we're, we're not talking about him enough because he plays a pretty, um, what's the best word I can say? It, it's not a flashy position. You know, the one technique, the nose, tech, nose tackle, defensive tackle position, it is not a flashy position. But it's a very important position in Brent Venable's defense because he's the guy, he along with Jalen Redmond on the inside, they're the guys that are really going to muck up the interior of the offensive line for the opponent to allow the linebackers to run free and make plays. And as excited as we are about the depth of this linebacker group, a lot of that's going to hinge upon what happens in front of them along the defensive interior. You know, I talked to you know, Tony Casillas last year, and he talked about the importance of, you know, if we, if we don't have great interior defensive line play, it, it doesn't matter how good your linebackers are at times because those guys, you know, the offensive line can get to the second level and neutralize their abilities to run free and run and flow to the football. And so I, I do think that that is an important key because they've invested so much in the transfer portal to help solidify this team and make sure that the depth chart has a really solid floor heading into the season. But we need those guys to not just be solid contributors, but a guy like Jeffrey Johnson, Jonah Laula, like these guys to step up and be significant contributors for this team because of all the experience that they lost last year. Now that's not to say that, you know, the talent isn't there, but the experience isn't, you know, you don't have a lot of guys that have played 500, 600, 700 snaps on your defense right now, aside from maybe like a Deshaun White, a David Aguebu, Woody Washington, DJ Graham. There's a lot of guys that you're expecting to come in who haven't played a ton of snaps and be starters for you, be significant contributors as role players, rotational players. And so adding the, the you know, group of five defensive transfers that they did, it's going to be huge because it does provide a solid floor for your defense, solid experience. And then you hope that either those guys or other guys on the depth chart are able to uh, grow and, and improve enough or show enough that they can be, you know, raise the ceiling, raise the, the ability for this defense this season, because I mean, as much as we, you know, we think Brent Venables is going to create a great defense. He even admitted at big 12 media days, like the Clemson defense wasn't the Clemson defense year one. It took a, a bit of time to get to that point. And so having those expectations that this is going to be a defense that jumps into top 10, top 15 in the country year one. I mean, that might not be reasonable, but with the additions that they made in the transfer portal, I think it gives them a really good shot to be a top 20, top 15, top 10 defense because of all the experience that they've brought in. Now, if those guys can be more than what they showed at their previous stop or those guys that we mentioned, like the Ethan Downs, Marcus Striplings, Reggie Grimes, if they can really step into the Nick Bonito, Isaiah Thomas roles and be eight-plus sack producers, 10-plus sack producers, it's going to change the game for this defense, and, and they're going to be as good as we think that they can be. You nailed it. I think that is the correct response, John. And probably, talking with John Williams, by the way, Sooners Wire managing editor, of course, my co-host on Locked On Sooners. I think if you gave me a grade, well, a report card of all the 
transfer portal additions for Oklahoma, if you gave me that report card, then probably I can tell you whether or not they're winning the Big 12 championship and if they're going to the college football playoff just based on that. One final question, and we'll, we'll let you run, John. Thanks for hopping on the show this morning. Always enjoy talking with you. You get one question to the head football coach, Brent Venables, today. What do you want to hear from Coach Venables? Oh, man. I think I want to hear who is the guy that's really emerging in that secondary. We, we believe Woody Washington is going to be great. We believe Key Lawrence is going to be great. I think, like, like the ESPN piece mentioned, we need somebody else to really step up. Who's the guy that's kind of emerged to, to play at a level that we expect kind of a good to great season from? That would be kind of the thing that I would, I would pose to Coach Venables if he were uh, so eager to hear my question. I love it. I love it. There's really not a bad question outside of like uh, we saw at Big 12 Media Days. If we can avoid the, hey, why did you why did you come to OU? We've already heard that response. Any question other than right. that I'm good with today would be good. John, hey, exactly. thanks, man. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday. Maybe I'll talk to you later on this evening to tape an episode of Locked On Sooners. We shall see. But uh, always appreciate getting to catch up with you, man. And everybody, go check out John on Twitter, at John9Williams. And he is uh, over at Soonerswire.usatoday.com as well. John, thanks, man. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks so much. And, hey, make sure you put a, a, a photo of them fajitas on there. I'm, I'm living vicariously through you, so got to see what the setup's <laughs> going to look like. Yeah, well, it's good. It's good, yes. And it is a popular location. Let me just tell you, that's where everybody's at right now. So have a good rest of your day, man. All right, y'all have a great one. Thanks. John Williams, great guy. My friend, John Williams, my uh, co-host on Locked On Sooners. And he's right. I think he is dead on. It's the transfers. How do those additions, how does that shake out for Oklahoma again like I said right there if you gave me the report card for all of the transfer additions that Oklahoma's made all or all of the transfer additions that Oklahoma's brought on probably I can tell you yes or no true or false whether or not Oklahoma won the Big 12 championship all right we're doing an opening time out of our final hour hour number three right here at the annual OU football coaches luncheon I know it's serious because the full staff from the ref is in the house handing out T-shirts. We are ready to roll out here at the OU Football Coaches Luncheon. Brought to us, presented by the Citizen Advisory Board. Toby Rowland, Thad Turnipseed, not too far away from grabbing the microphones and having fun with all of you fine folks. Taking a T.O. Plank Show, we roll on next right here on the ref. It's the home of Sooner fans. Oh, no. Are you fired up, Connor? Oh, I can hear Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium right now. It is rocking, baby. A little crazy train to get the, the blood pumping, get the juices flowing a little bit. Get the blood pumping in hour three. We got True Sooner on hold if you want to get to him. I do. And just one second, though, here real quick. Let me say thank you to HTO, who is one of the partners, one of the sponsors here today. And they've got locations across the metro. They just opened up their location in Norman, uh, 1002 North Porter, 
in OKC, or excuse me, in Norman, 1002 North Porter in Norman. They're coming soon to Shawnee, Stillwater, Chickasha, Duncan, and Lawton. And, oh, by the way, many of you probably already know, they've got their southwestern location in OKC. they got the 23rd Street location in Oklahoma City. And, Connor, I have gotten hooked up here by uh, Patty from over at HTO. She has brought over a Georgia peach sweet tea. And let me tell you, it is amazing. Amazing. Are you a sweet tea person? I am. You are making me jealous. I do love some sweet tea. Hey, might as well just send some over to me. Over yeah, I'll, I'll make sure and yeah, I'll, I'll get some and uh, bring it over to you before we call it a day over here. It, dude, it it's really good from HTO. If you're a tea person, then they've got. Let's see here. They've got obviously the Georgia peach, which I'm enjoying. They've got blueberry green, Texas chai, coconut, wild raspberry, watermelon, almond green, peach ginger, mango fresco, the Ryan Palmer pink lemonade, and the turbo citrus, which is apparently one of the high caffeine options, which for me is like, (laughs) let's go. we got to have that. They're unsweet options, a lot of the same ones that I mentioned, and they're just, they're unsweet teas. So they've got coffee, too. Let's see here. What coffees do they have? Well, I don't need to run down their full gambit. But anyways, check them out. HTO in Norman now over at North Porter. True Sooner has hit us up and probably been patiently waiting. True Sooner, good morning, good afternoon. How's it going What's up? Oh, man, I, I think the answer to OU and OU and Texas playing in the uh, SEC next year, I think it's right in front of our face. And I'm surprised that none of you brilliant uh, sports-minded uh, journalists slash radio guys slash whatever in this market or in the national market uh, for the most part haven't come up with this whole thought. You know, when, when they signed that grant of rights, what was it? Was it 2011 or 12 somewhere in there? I'm talking about Castiglione and all the all the athletic directors or president, whoever signs it around the Big 12. Was that 10 years ago now? Yeah, that that sounds right. After everybody had left, and then they managed right. to get a new extension to the grant of rights. Yeah. Are you are you telling me that with all those brilliant minds in that room signing that contract and all the lawyers that that mold over it for who knows how long there's not a clause in there that says hey if if the big 12 wants to bring in extra teams and we want to divvy this pie up and i get it OU and texas get a bigger piece of the pie i get it but are you telling me that all those all those brilliant minds didn't go well you're going to divvy up our our piece of pie this void this voids the contract I mean, I, I think it's right in front of our face. I don't know why nobody's asked. I mean, if you have a business situation and they say, hey, me and my partner are both getting 50%, but if you guys go outside and you want to bring somebody else in, this contract is not good anymore. I don't know why this whole – I mean, does that make sense to you or not? It does. Now, granted, it's Oklahoma and Texas's actions that have led the conference to make additions and – I think it's a pretty easy argument for the Big 12 Conference yeah. that 
OU and Texas damaged the league. So I, I you know, I don't know what all of the stipulations and contract mumbo jumbo looks like. True, I do think there's something there. Yes, and ultimately, I do think Oklahoma and Texas will find a way to well, not pay the full eighty million dollar exit fee. I believe that. Well. Well, OU and Texas aren't doing anything illegal. They're, they're saying they're not going to come back in 25. They're not saying they're leaving in 23. The Big 12 is 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 breaking their contract, I'm sure, by bringing in extra mouth to, mouth to feed. I mean, I don't I, unless unless every single person in that room that signed that, you know, all 10 teams in that room that signed that, we're all like we don't care if we have to split it up or we don't care. I mean. That contract is going to be voided because of the extra teams are bringing in. I, I guarantee yeah, and you. We don't know, true, what the payouts are going to be for those four in the first couple of years in the conference. I mean, right? We don't know what BYU, Cincinnati, right. Houston, and UCF, we don't know what their shares are going to look like when they first join the league. So depending upon those shares not being all that great, then I don't know what that means, again, for Oklahoma and Texas and in getting out. I hear what you're saying. I just don't know. I don't know how much of a loophole there is there for OU. Let me ask you this, though. Why why hasn't it been asked? I mean, instead of asking Joe Consiglione what his favorite rock band is or what what color of socks he wears during the OU-Texas game, why don't we ask him a hard question and say, hey, is there a – is there a loophole there that OU and Texas will get out because of bringing these extra teams in and they're not being under contract? Hey, I mean, look, I don't I'm know. all about it. I, I love some tough question journalism. I would like to have right. some answers to this, too. I don't think you're going to get anything honest from no. – and, and I love Joe Castiglione. I'm not trying to say – by. I mean, he, look, he, there's a reason he's great at his job. He's not going to right. share his, his hand – with the rest of us, right? So you can ask right. him those questions if you want. I don't think you're going to get any sort of straight-faced answer or response about it. Well, and if you don't want to, and if you don't want to, if you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to upset him because you, because you're you're one of the guys in the in the uh, you know in the in the uh, area that doesn't want to upset him because you don't you know you're afraid of how he's going to respond to it. I'm surprised there hasn't been a fine bomb or somebody you know throw that out there. Somebody that doesn't care how he, how he reacts. Yeah, we you know? haven't really, though, ha- you know, since since everything went down with Lincoln Riley leaving and, okay, now you're going through a coaching search, and lo and behold, you bring in Brent Venables. Outside of that, there hasn't really been a ton of media opportunities with Joe Castiglione since. So those questions that you're talking about there, I mean, I think he'll get asked those when the opportunity presents itself, but it kind of hasn't really presented itself yet. Well, well, I know, I know. If I'm entering into a contract with another partner, and and, and we both have fifty percent of the pie, and all of a sudden they're wanting to bring in three other guys, and and, I'll, and now I'm getting thirty percent of the pie, I I have a problem with it. You know, I want a new contract. I mean, so so I that, I, I would be I would be a little bit surprised if 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 that's not in there. Well, that's why I say, true. it depends on, like, what are these schools going to get paid the first couple of years they're in the league? If they're barely getting a share, then it didn't affect anybody's bottom line. 
So if that's the case, then OU and Texas can't turn around and say, hey, you guys broke the contract and we're not getting paid what we were going to get paid. Right. So we just we don't right. know the answers to those questions. Right, exactly, exactly. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, so no, I understand what you're saying. If OU's not being, if OU and Texas aren't being affected money-wise, then it may not be a deal. But I would be, I would be surprised if the Big 12 is going to come up with an extra 20% or 40% to pay these teams on top of what they're already paying the rest of the teams. I'd well, be and I don't know, true. I don't know if you were hanging on yet when John and I were kicking it around that first segment. That's something he and I have talked a lot about for the Big 12 Conference. I think it's imperative that they get OU and Texas out, get them to the SEC, get them on their way. You're trying to build this Big 12 Conference. And, hey, look, OU fans <laughs> – might not totally get this or want to hear this. It's a pretty good league. Does it have OU or Texas? No, it doesn't. It doesn't have Alabama. It doesn't have uh, Ohio State or Michigan. But there's some good football programs that are going to stick around in the Big 12 Conference. Do you want OU and Texas playing in back-to-back Big 12 championship games and winning this league? Or do you want to continue to build up a Baylor to let Oklahoma State flex its muscle a little bit, to have Central Florida flex its muscle a little bit, to have BYU or Cincinnati? I mean, I just think... Ultimately, it's gonna make it's gonna make a lot of sense Why? for the Big Twelve Conference to get OU and Texas on their way quicker to build the brand for the future. I mean, the worst scenario for the Big Twelve, true, is that OU and Texas win this league every year until they leave. They stay for the remainder of the Grand of Rights and win it every year. Well, what if what if what if OU or Texas win a national championship in the next two years? Oh, I and mean, they do it'd it, be and great for I mean, OU I mean, and Texas, but yeah, it'd be terrible no. for the Big Twelve. I mean, you're showcasing. You want to showcase. I would think if you're if you're the Big Twelve commissioner, you want to showcase your your new uh, your new toys, right? Yes, you do, and that's why I think Brett Yormark is a smart, smart businessman. There's a reason that he was involved with Rock Nation the way that he was. There's a reason he was in charge the way that he was with the Nets. He's not a. He gets it right, and the Big Twelve right. needed a new voice. Because guess what? Bob Bowlesby, he was, as he should be, he was embarrassed by the way that things went down with Oklahoma and Texas blindsiding him and going to the SEC. I think it was too emotional for him to sit down in a room with Chris Del Conte, with Joe Castiglione, and reach some sort of negotiation and conclusion that made sense for all parties, for the Big 12 schools to get paid, but maybe not get that full exit fee that OU and Texas are are due right now i think your mark's going to be much more likely to sit down and think logically and say you know what okay yes we want to get most of this money from ou in texas but you know it really behooves us to get these guys out and on their way too so and by the way good stuff drew by by the way it's time to uh it's time to shelve crazy train i love crazy train um but it's it's the most most, don't get after connor here no, I'm just saying I've been listening to it for you know, 40 years now, and it's and it's the most overused uh, song, you know, in uh, in sports history as far as sports goes. So it's time to get it's time to get something else. I mean, we got printables coming in. It's a fresh, it's a whole fresh start. We need to we need to come up with. Things. Connor, you can do it, man. You I know, can, Troy. You can figure it out. Connor. Yeah, true. Take it easy on my boy Ozzy here. <laughs> All right, man. We got. We, I, I can understand these young as you guys are. You've only been hearing them for about five years now. But the rest of us, you know. 
Yeah, yeah that was true. Guys. That was true five years ago. True, but now all of a sudden, <laughs> now all of a sudden, I'm not as young as uh, maybe you think I am. Hey, we got to run, man. I guess. All right, man. Take it easy. Stay man. true. Right, see Appreciate you, man. the phone call. We'll take a timeout. We're overdue for one. Final hour, it's the Plank Show. I hear Toby and Thad Turnipseed. They are underway, baby. OU Football Coaches Luncheon brought to us by the Citizens Advisory Board. Josh Helmer, Connor Pasby, hanging out with you. I got to say thank you again to Patty from uh, HTO, the Georgia Peach Sweet Tea. It's amazing. It's amazing. Check them out here in Norman. 1002 North Porter. We're doing a break. We'll be back. It's the Plank Show right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. True Sooner probably hates this song, too. Apparently, if it's a classic sports song, True Sooner, not a fan of that. I was about to say, it's like right up his alley for really good sports songs growing up. (laughs) He probably hates the movie Rocky, too. Who knows? Oh, man. We are back with you. It is the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby popped in for a little bit there during that break, listening to Toby Rowland and Thad Turnipseed address the crowd here at the OU Football Coaches Luncheon, brought to us by the Citizens Advisory Board. Just amazing. T Rose so good at these types of settings, and it was kind of a oh yeah, that's right. I mean, Thad Turnipseed, he he is a big puzzle piece here at oklahoma now he is in fact at ou kind of cool to see him up there talking and he made the joke that he's <laughs> he said thank you to house smith restaurants and he's gained 17 pounds since uh, he moved to uh, oklahoma from clips and so he was making a little wisecrack about that but great to see that up there with t-robe the uh, house smith restaurant groups they're one of the big sponsors out here uh centerpiece sponsor our friends cavens construction group so there's been, obviously, in addition to the Citizens Advisory Board, a lot of folks that from the, you know, Norman business community, they they link up together to put this event uh, in place for everybody to really, really benefit, uh, obviously, a great cause. Brent Venables, let's see. Uh, he should be on the way here shortly. Uh, won't be able to carry into that live for you. Hopefully there'll be something that we can share on social media of Coach Venables for you. I know Ted Roof and Jeff Levy, they're about to speak uh, later on this afternoon as well from the Coach's Luncheon. So, I mean, it's here, baby. It's it's go time for the 2022 football season as far we as are, I'm concerned. We are 40, 40 days away. I saw uh, what was it, a Sooner account on Twitter, the 40 days. Curtis Lofton, baby. Some good memories from Curtis Lofton, but, yeah, we are 40 days away. We're getting really close. Sooner should have wrote the contract. (laughs) True knows it all. Yes, I agree. I I like the way that True Sooner's writing the contract for the Big 12 grand of rights. Ah, whatever. We don't feel like paying that $80 million, and now you're adding schools, so we're not going to pay you a dime. (laughs) They're going to have to pay something in the exit fee, but I do think there's an avenue to get out of it. That was, uh, by the way, from Ford Cop Sooner on the text line. Air Comfort Solutions text line, by the way, 405-651-3439. If the Big 12 championship comes down to Texas and Oklahoma again, those schools want us out of the Big 12 because they're tired of dealing with it and they want a chance to win. Agreed, though 
I would just point out Baylor won the Big 12 Conference last season. They did end uh, Oklahoma's run atop. But, again, I do think there is that scenario to where this thing, Connor, is not really all that great for the Big 12 if OU and Texas stay throughout the remainder of the grant of rights. And, oh, by the way, they continue to, as Oklahoma has for the better part of two decades now, dominate this league they they do not want to see it again and most likely this year you could have OU and Texas find a way to get to the Big 12 championship game I mean I know they hated it more seeing softball this past season OU and Texas playing for a national championship so man yeah I think they want OU Texas to get out as soon as possible and we will find out when that is it'll be interesting Josh do you think OU and Texas are still in the Big 12 when Cincinnati, Houston, UCF, and BYU make the move. I'm starting to think there's a chance for next year. I hate to say that. I'm going to lean no. I think this is the final season in the Big 12, but as adamant as I would have been four or five months ago, I don't know if it's just the lack of official movement on this subject, at least you know from Castiglione making a statement or – just whatever, right? I mean, we haven't seen anything official that OU's buying out, that Texas is buying out of their grant of rights. And the longer that goes on, the more I'm like, I mean, are they going to play one season with those schools? I do think this is the final year in the Big 12, but I'm at least a little more on red alert that, man, maybe they're going to stick around longer than I thought. I think, I, I know Oklahoma wants to get out, but even more, I think the Big 12 wants OU and Texas to be not part of this Big 12 expansion for next year. But, hey, let's hit one quick tech, text from the 405. Playoff expansion should be mentioned more than conference realignment. What do you think about that? Let's discuss next before we get out the door because we are due one final break, and we will take that right here on the Plank Show. And let's talk a little playoff expansion next. Josh Elmer, Connor Pasby. We got one more segment with you before we hand it off to the professionals. Steel Man and Thune at noon right around the corner. Don't go anywhere. It's the ref. Home of Sooner fans. All right. Final segment. Just about to clear the stage here for Steel Man and Thune at noon. One final time, I am Josh Elmer. He is Connor Pasby. Thanks for making us a part of your Monday entertainment right here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. It is the home of Sooner fans. I wanted to hit, I, I know you teased the text right before the break. I wanted to hit this one, too, before we get out of here. Actually, a couple that I want to hit. This is an extreme, this is from Sean, by the way, on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. This is an extremely talented OU roster, the most talented in the Big 12, far ahead of everybody, save for Texas. Nebraska hasn't been to a bowl game since 2016. That would be a bad loss. I agree. I, you know, understand from the standpoint that, hey, it's a a road game and it's the first one for Venables. You need to go win in Nebraska. Based on who Nebraska's been and who Oklahoma's, been and where we hope OU's going that that needs to be a win for OU okay will you read that text that you had shared before the break Connor yeah from the 405 playoff expansion should be mentioned more than conference realignment what do they mean by that that I guess time to start thinking about I guess start going to eight or which I hate 16 
instead of talking about conference expansions, I guess. So let's talk about expanding the Pac-12, Big Ten, Big 12. Instead of talking about that, when you talk about expanding the playoff past four teams. Yeah, I, I have, it's going to be interesting. Mixed, I have mixed uh, opinions on the playoff. I think, honestly, I think it's fine with four. The last two years, Josh, we've seen the four seeds and the three seeds just not give a good effort and not give a good game. We've seen Georgia and Alabama just on a different type of level than anyone else. So if you if you expand to 8 and 16, Josh, you're going to have so many games that are just not very good and not going to be fun to watch. Yeah, but to get all these conferences to where they remain involved and don't feel like they're boxed out by the Big Ten and the SEC, I think I think now, and it's going to be interesting to see how the next several months play out in that regard because how many meetings have we had where nothing has happened now are they going to be way more motivated to uh, to get this done and expand it quicker? I, I say yes. One question to roll over, Steelman, take this and run with it if you want. I think this is a great question. How much is the SEC move dependent on the season that Oklahoma has in 2022? I'd love to discuss that, but we're out of time. That's it for the Plank Show. Hey, thanks to everybody out here for hosting us at the annual OU Football Coaches Luncheon. For Connor, I'm Josh. We'll do it again tomorrow, everybody. To tomorrow, everybody. See ya. Still man and Thune next.